Spice Radio 1200 AM and you're listening to The Morning Buzz with me Natasha, Mankiran and Marisha. The man who knows the pulse of the restaurant industry, Ian is today in the house. Ian Tostenson, president and CEO of British Columbia Restaurant and Food Services Association. We're discussing the news that menu prices are set to increase by the end of 2022. A warm welcome to the show Ian. Thank you very much for having me on. I had to send you an SOS, you know, when the news came out that the menu prices are going to increase. It's not only going to increase at the end of the year. I think some of the restaurants are also increasing the menu prices as we speak. That's well, that's very true and uh and credit to uh our partners in the industry Restaurants Canada who um have done a, a an extensive survey of food service across Canada. And so uh and what they came up with uh, in terms of what we call menu inflation or menu increases is that the average restaurant in in 2022 will increase their prices almost by about 8% which is sort of tracking the inflation rate that we've been seeing in Canada. Um interesting the research also shows that that 8% likely does not cover most of the cost increases and in inflation increases that the businesses are are faced with you know especially in things like labor rent um property taxes cooking oil you know food prices protein all those other things are going up but we 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 buy it wholesale so we can mute that and generally speaking you know we are so conscious of the uh price that we charge our guests that we you know worked very hard at sort of minimizing the impact uh because the worst thing obviously that we can do is have uh, menu prices increasing so much that we scare away our guests I know I mean that was uh, my next question you know it's like a catch 22 situation you have the menu price increase and as they should because there is food inflation there's the gas prices the rentals uh yeah. the sh- labor shortages it's so many things all going on at once and then there are worries that it will impact consumer footfall as well Yeah so the good news is is that inflation will will eventually come down uh and the pressure I mean it won't mean that prices will come down it's not like reduce prices by 8% but it takes off the pressure uh for absolute for certain and um we're able to you know when we look at the data again I credit Restaurants Canada um when you look at the data this menu inflation is really hurting um different demographics differently so the younger demographic are more inclined to sort of eat a little bit less and or you know going to a, a restaurant and maybe not having a full meal but maybe having an appetizer and so they paring down a little bit they might be changing their habits with respect to uh what type of alcohol they order so they might be trading down there so our average check goes down when you look at uh higher income uh people uh not so much affected um you know they they saved a lot of money during the pandemic um they're comfortable in their lifestyles and so there's a bit of a split here in terms of who's spending. The good news for our industry is is that we are seeing and continue to see uh increases in sales. We're getting back to just over where we were prior to the pandemic. So right now it's healthy and and I know our industry is is working really hard to make sure that that they're really blunting the the overall effects when you go into a restaurant, you know, you're not walking away going, "Gee, we can't come back for your beef is so expensive." You know, we can do a lot of things on a menu you know we change the mix we change the products um we, we you know get rid of some menu items simplify it make it easier reduce our costs 
And so at the end of the day, uh, you know, always guest satisfaction and and avoiding sticker shock is our primary uh, objective. And now, Ian, the other issue that we have here is also the labor shortage, which is affecting so many sectors, but particularly the hospitality and restaurant industry. What kind of challenges does that add to this issue? Yeah, we had a, a campaign all summer uh, encouraging families and people, uh, young, younger people, to you know consider getting a job in a restaurant, getting a part-time in a restaurant, and we're still encouraging it as well, too. You know, students going to school after after school work, weekend work, you can make some good money in a very flexible schedule. The problem is, though, that, you know, no matter which way we cut it, everybody's looking for workers, and British Columbia and most countries, we just don't have the quantity of people we need for our entire workforce. So we... So, for example, in our case, the 15 to 24 uh, age group, uh, that's stalled. So we're not having enough kids uh, right now. When, you know, 10 or 15 years ago, that, that age cohort uh, was growing. And we, we had lots of young people to fuel our restaurants, but it's peaked out. And on the other end, we're seeing a lot of people that now are retiring. And, uh, and so we've got this reduced workforce by numbers. So clearly, and the federal government's going to wake up to this, they've got to get on with, with skilled foreign workers. You know, immigration has been a very strong part of Canada. We've got a backlog of skilled workers wanting to come to Canada, and we're competing against every other country, a Western country in the world right now. So um, Canada needs to really get on. I mean, we knew there was, going to be, there was a labor shortage before the pandemic, but it's worse now. And it's not that people have abandoned working for restaurants. It really... From a, from a high-level perspective, it's just that we don't have enough workers, period. And one of the other things that came out of a report is that 542 BC restaurants out of nearly 10,000 permanently closed their doors between April 21 and July 2022. And this should ring some serious alarm bells for the industry, isn't it? Yeah, it does. I saw that number, too. And it's, uh, so we had an ink, you know, we had... Uh, we had, I think, a, 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 I think, 300 new restaurants came in, and the net was a loss of 500 restaurants. That's really sad. I mean, every one of those restaurants, someone had a dream, someone had a recipe, someone had a staff member, an employee. Um, I think what it says to government quite clearly is, um, kind of leave us alone. Don't don't give us any more red tape and regulation. Try to back off on tax increases. You know, governments now are going back to their old ways. During the pandemic, they were amazing. We made a lot of headway in terms of things like the delivery of alcohol and wholesale liquor pricing and patios. Um, but they've gone back into this sort of sleepy mode, I'll call it, with all due respect. But they've got to understand that the se- this sector, which is a $15 billion sector, so important to the economy, so important you know, for youth employment, is very, very brittle right now. So... We're not out of the woods. We're still sort of in the pandemic, certainly economically. We we owe a lot of money to the federal government for bailouts and stuff. So, you know, uh, governments are acting like, hey, this is great. Everybody's back to work here. It's great, but it isn't. It's, uh, it's very difficult. We will succeed because that's we're very innovative doing that. But we are a couple of years at least away from having an industry that's stable and not on the verge of uh, closing its doors because of things like cost increase or or labor shortages. So it's a very critical time. 
And Ian, I empathize with the situation of, uh, you know, the restaurant industry. But uh, coming back from a consumer's point of view, there's a tipping fatigue which is hitting consumers as they too are dealing with the impacts of this monster called inflation. Yeah, it is. I mean, and I, as I said, I think that we're seeing right now is just offerings that are reflective of, so for example, uh, let's assume there's a, a theoretical hamburger and it comes with french fries and a salad and it's $18. Well, the, the, the restaurant may elect to maybe reduce the number of fries, maybe not have the salad and, you know, price that at, say, $16. And so, you know, there's there's that value proposition is still there. So the, the restaurant's costs have gone down because there's not quite as much food on the on the plate, and arguably, you know, I think if you look at uh, restaurant food, quite a, there's quite a bit of waste. And so, one of the things that we are seeing by sort of being more efficient and menu reductions, uh, we're seeing less food waste. I mean, there's a lot of restaurants that just pile it on, and there's no reason to do that. So, those are the sort of little tricks and sensitivities that we're trying to undertake to make sure that we're very respectful of the fact that everybody's only got so many, you know, so many dollars in their pocket. And, you know, we rely entirely on that audience for our, our, our good fortunes and survival. Ian, we're running short of time, but very quickly, any thoughts on the tipping prompts, which are going up to about 18 to 30%? Uh, keep tipping. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I try to tip at 20%. I sometimes go, boy. But, you know, even on smaller bills, I'll go 30% if it's a coffee or something smaller. Um, the, 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 I know that the, our workers really appreciate that, but teams that, you know, 20% is sort of the, is the norm right now. But uh, on the other side, do not tip unless you're getting good service. I mean, if you're in earnest getting a good meal, good service, and, and you really feel good about it, then express the gratitude. And if you're not, then, you know, um, you know it costs the, the server money if you don't tip. But I would certainly make it to the attention of the manager by saying it was not a good experience, we didn't like our food, so... But um, uh, I know the servers appreciate that. That's that's a large part of their income working in a restaurant. Thank you so much, Ian. Point noted, and you're saying it like it is. Really, it's always a pleasure to have you on the show. We thank you so much for your time. Thank you very much.